Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following podcast was recorded on June 20th, 2021. From 1125 a.m. until 1221 p.m. Events occur. In real time. about you but here on post show recaps we're just having the worst day ever it's the worst day ever 24 season one recap podcast and post show recaps talking season one episode four of 24 i'm josh wiggler joined here by emily fox emily how's it going hi it's going well emily this is uh our fourth uh 24 podcast of the week uh really excited about that as everyone knows worst day ever we release uh, four podcasts about twenty four every. Si- I'm kidding. This one we're recording in twenty twenty one. That was a crazy goal. That was insane. When I re listened to everything, I was like, "Ew, really? Look, why was- did I say yes to that?" But I was doing nothing that's a year the thing. ago. So it was I think a different that's time. We were doing yeah. nothing. We really thought we could do it. We were pacing to do it. Like I think that there was a world where we were like crush. We were going to crush twenty four. Uh, and then we like shifted the plan. We were going to do this at the Patreon launch. We shifted that plan and we just yeah. like lost all of our momentum on 24. And we're like, we'll get back to it someday. We've got those podcasts. They're fun. I wonder if they're super dated. And then like, uh, when the idea came to like, we'll do the 24 podcast. If we hit 500 patrons of post show recaps, you can sign up, become a member, patreon.com slash post show recaps. Uh, and once we did that, once we crossed that threshold, uh, we would we would bring the 24 podcast out to light. I was like, all right, well, are we just like going to start from scratch or or what? Um, and, and I was like, nah, man, this is good stuff. You were Stick like, with it. You were like, go listen back. And, yeah. I, and I did. I was like, okay, that is still pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that is still pretty funny stuff. I mean, in the world of a show that's already super old, did you think that the reaction of me and you was going to change that much from no, one year? I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. And so it just did require like every once in a while, just like me chiming in on the recording being like, hey, it's me in 2021. Yeah. I'm not doing five podcasts a week. They are going to be short. We're going to keep them short. <laughs> Today, uh, we are we are off the clock. This is 24, worst day ever. Off the clock. Why don't we call it that? That's cool, right? And that was off the cuff. Just kind of came up with that. Uh, like every <laughs> Man, four, you're popping off right now. Every Look at four you go. episodes or every few episodes, we'll see Like if there's an episode that really warrants it. We will we'll, we'll turn the clock <laughs> off. We're going to turn the time limit off. We're not going to so do... So this really warranted it because like poor Janet's just like bleeding out on the road. Well... Getting yelled at by people instead of helped. Well, it's 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 less about that and more about uh like this is the first one that you and i are recording uh mm-hmm. in over a year like let's get our groove back a little bit <laughs> though i gotta say fox it sounds like we still got it i should hope so it kind 15 of, years man it, going strong it kind of, have we been recording the 24 podcast for 15 years is that what you're saying 
Joshua. I'm just joking. I know it's about our <laughs> relationship together. Our uh, relationship. Our relationship uh, has been going strong. Yeah, no, I it, we we just like I want to I want to make sure that like the we're, we're everything's smooth. We remember what we're doing here. We remember the show. Uh, and also, of course, uh, this is an opportunity to stop down for feedback because people Correct. have have listened to the podcasts that we've done now. Um, this is a good spot to just like kind of stop down, gauge what yeah, people are take thinking. Take the temperature of the room, huh? Yeah. Um, Sorry, that feels like really on the nose for the past year. No, it's fine. <laughs> Get your digital thermometer out and assess we will, temperature. we will take the temperature of the room. We'll take the temperature of 24. Yeah. So this won't be uh, like, you know, beholden to the this is a 24 minute podcast rule. Um, though I I will say that much of the feedback I had I'd received, a lot of the feedback is like this podcast is great. It's super stressful. We really love it. And then some of the feedback <laughs> has has been like 24 minutes isn't enough. You guys need to do longer podcasts. And like, I just want to be like really clear and I want to, I want to like, I want to let you speak to this, Emily okay. Fox, mm-hmm. uh, to this issue of like 24 minutes, not enough time. You guys need to do longer podcasts. And I'm the one who keeps saying like, Emily Fox isn't going to sit here and do more than 24 minutes of a podcast every single week. Am I speaking out of school? Do you have thoughts on the matter? I like a nice compact podcast like this because there are so many episodes. And I think once we get started, it's very easy to kind of like save a bunch of them and listen to them all at once. That being said, if you're just you flew through all of them already and you're waiting for the next one, like that's tough because it is so short. And I've, you know, I I understand that. But I also think it's fun to have a time limit because you're so talkative mm-hmm. and it's really fun to cut you off. And yeah, be like, it's done. It's stressful. It's done. But you're enjoying it. I just want, like, if, yeah. you're, if you're not enjoying it, we can mess with the format. But I feel like uh, unless you're unless you're you're BSing me, I think that you enjoy doing it in the tight timeline. I think it's fun this way because it's a challenge. Yeah, you love a challenge. But I love a challenge, but I also like having a feedback episode where we're not freaking out every two seconds too. Like I think, yeah, like, where we could staggered, go yeah, really stop it. Sometimes on podcasts, you're like, but what about this other thing? And I'm like, no, don't go down that road. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that this is like a fun challenge for both of us. Yeah. Because Um, I like, I I like the fact that you have to really distill your thoughts and be succinct with recapping everything. I think that's fun. It's fun. It's, uh, there's, uh, you know, the word that I want to use is there's like, there's something almost athletic about it, uh-huh. but that is uh, a horrible misuse of the word. Uh, I think it is uh, dishonoring athleticism uh, to say that there's <laughs> an athletic quality. Sure, okay. But it makes me feel like Jack Bauer. How about that? Yeah, you yeah, know? there you go. You kind of have to be quick on your feet. Yeah. You know, to be able to, like, you know, really retell this story and kind of like bring out the notes that are worth, you know, ruminating on and then discern what isn't and keep moving yeah you gotta keep going yeah um emily i i i'm not gonna be able to properly credit this and i put out the call in the post your recaps patron discord i said whoever said this please uh raise your hand because i thought this was hysterical um that someone who again like i wish i could credit properly so just identify yourself with the proof when you can uh was like show us all your your credentials (laughs) show us your badge I'm yeah. getting it slowly. CTU. Yeah. CTU, what does that mean? Uh, and so this this person was like, for anyone who is uh, uh, upset that these podcasts are short, 
then the what what I would tell them is to listen to them on half speed. Uh, listen to uh, Worst Day Ever at a point five speed, and it sounds like Drunk History of Twenty Four. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Actually. So I don't know. I'm just passing that along. I haven't done this. Uh, I haven't listened to it. I have gone back and I've listened to the the podcasts we've released like yeah, seventeen same. times. Uh, oh, personally. not that many times. You me, only yeah. did it the one time. You you like binge listened to everything the other day to like get ready to like come back. Yeah, um, yeah. But like I I like I listened and re listened and re listened and listened again just to like make sure like can we release these? Does this make sense? Uh, and so like I've listened to and I've had like other people like in advance like can you listen to this? Does this make sense? And like everyone's like yeah you just probably want to like couch the five days thing. Um, this was, uh, too much feedback from, uh, the great Ariel that Gomez is, uh, Ariel had written in and he'd said, I can't wait for the five new episodes to drop all at once next Monday. (laughs) Uh, so that was great. Uh, but yeah, I had to like go back and listen. It's like, this is all going to track, right? All this is going to make sense. And so like, I've listened to the pods multiple, multiple times, but I've yet to do it. Um, uh, the drunk history style. Uh, the Jack Bauer Power Hour. Uh, did you ever know about the Jack Bauer Power Hour? Of course not. Uh, Jack Bauer what Power is that? Hour. Jack Bauer Power Hour. This because like twenty four was like happening. I was in college. Season, season three. three. Yeah. Wow. How did you know that? Because I re listened to our podcast. We the talked other day about and you that. Said huh? that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so season three, Jack Bauer Power Hour is like you take a shot of beer every minute. Uh, during uh an episode of twenty four. Uh, yeah, it was not great. It was not great. You so, probably like, got pretty drunk. It wasn't great, is what I keep saying. It wasn't great. Um, I think it would be better if you took a shot every time you see the the clock ticking. Yeah, of beer or of something else, of something harder. Well, how often does the clock tick? Like the clock, seven or eight times? the clock ticks. I mean, so there's you know what, like five, six commercial breaks. Yeah, so but probably double that. Beer. So double that beer. because yeah, it's you come in and, and out. After. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't That's want, better than don't do one that. every minute. Yeah, That's absurd. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I think I remember hearing about this, actually, now that you're talking about it, where you were, well, you were, like, so into 24, and I knew that living next door to you, even though we didn't talk for, like, the first couple of months. Yeah, yeah. I loved this show. Uh, and it, <laughs> it has been really, really fun to, like, go back and, like, gear back up to this mode, because it is, like, there's so many ways in which it's, like, I don't know when you like when you think about like uh like your childhood and things that like when you were like a kid and you were a teenager you're like I was so awesome and then like you think <laughs> back at that and you're like I was not that awesome like it's kind of got that quality of like I go back and I'm watching like old 24 and like I'm locating myself in this place of like man this show was like the coolest show and then there's some stuff that is like so deeply hokey that is just yeah. like hilarious to revisit and then some of the stuff that's like, oh, that's not bad. Like, or that's not good. Like, that's bad. Yeah, that's not that's great. That's super problematic. And yeah, then, there and, are a lot of things where I'm like, ooh. But then there's. I feel like this is going to get worse. But then there's. And some, not in a good way. Then there's some. Then there's some stuff where I still just completely unironically and I don't give a shit. Uh, still feel like Jack Bauer throwing the keys at the guard and saying, here, hold my keys. And then he knocks him out. I'm like, yeah, Jack Bauer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I laughed so hard at yes. that. Where I was like, how did that guy fall for yes. it? Yes. Got him. Dragged uh, him. Unbelievable. So Unbelievable. So good. Anyway, so we've got a whole episode to recap. We've got some feedback as well to get through. Um, 
This was a funny one from Ashley Page, who said, there's definitely a joke in here somewhere about how Worst Day ever drops on Mondays, uh, which is mm. true. We do drop the podcast like on a Monday is where we yeah. like to is where we like to land. Uh, but we'll save the feedback for after the recap. Of course, plenty of ways that you can send your feedback in for Worst Day Ever. You can email me is probably the safest way to go. Josh. Mm at postshowrecaps.com. That's Josh at postshowrecaps.com. That's going to come straight to me. That way you're not risking uh, spoiling Emily, who still does not know anything. Uh, We watched through episode three in May 2020, and yet you didn't watch it again. And then you started watching it again this past week. You had binged all uh, all four. You, you rewatched those three, and then you watched Listen. the fourth. And I just heard you howling from the other room. It was amazing. My virgin ears and eyes. I didn't want to ruin it. You I know. know? I, w- I want to come fresh to this. Yeah, I, really, I appreciate that. Commitment yeah. to the bit. It, <laughs> is that what this is? A I think so. To the bit? I think so. I think you so. You love a bit. I do love, love a bit. bit. I do love a bit. So uh, send the feedback in. That way is definitely the best way to do it. Um, you can also uh, hit me up on Twitter at Round Howard if you've got any questions that you want to talk about with 24. For spoiler stuff, I do want to do a spoiler version of a 24 season one recap, but I don't want to. Um, I don't want to expose Emily to any of that, and I think it is going to be a thing that is for the patrons of Post Show Recaps, without whom this podcast simply is not possible. The people who signed up for the Patreon when we uh, announced that we would be doing. A 24 podcast, if we reached this uh, 500 patron threshold, this podcast really is for you. We're so grateful for you. So that spoiler podcast is going to happen for the patrons. Um, but I want to get enough feedback for it. We currently don't have that. So I want to make sure we've got enough feedback to do a spoiler filled feedback. Feed us podcast. your back. Yeah, feed, feed us your back. Well, don't feed Emily your back. She doesn't need any of this, but I will take your back. Feed it to me. Um, send it to me, Josh at PojoRecaps.com. Just clearly label it that you're talking about the spoiler stuff. I already have a few. Uh, Chris Body, I'm looking at you. I see what you've sent in. There's definitely people who have sent stuff in, um, and we will get that spoiler recap off the ground once we've got enough feedback to get into. And I think also, like, maybe um, we need to like reach a certain threshold in the storyline of this season. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I feel like we're still just getting started. We're still just getting started. All right. Lots of like preamble at the start of this one because we are off the clock. But let's get back on the clock. Let's do the recap, Emily. First of all, before we do, though, you did just like you you pounded through these episodes again the other day. And if I'm I'm not mistaken, you'd given uh, straight A's or you'd given like an A minus here and there to some of these episodes over the past couple of uh, episodes, these first few once uh, at the end of each podcast, did they, uh, going back and watching those first three, did they hold up to that letter grade? Yeah, I mean, I felt like I was still pretty fresh with the storyline. It was good to be reminded of some of the smaller details that one would forget in a year's time. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I feel pretty good about all the characters and how I judge them or do not judge them. That judgment still stands, um, whether it's positive or negative. Um, like Terry is still a terrible mom. You still don't um, care for Terry Bauer that yeah, much. Yeah, Terry is short for terrible mom. Um, but give her I time. Think, we'll see. We'll see if she can I change know, her mind. It's just the kind of thing where, like, she's just. You have to judge minute by minute. I understand. You don't I'm know judging minute anything by minute. that's coming. I also know that it's late. It's At this late. point, what time is it? Like three or four in the morning? It, we're up to three a.m. Simply, nobody sleeps in this. I'm exhausted watching all of them. Yes. I continue to feel this way about it. Um. 
even with like the guy that they chase down towards the end of the episode, I'm like, how come he's not sleeping? He went to have a smoke break at three in the morning. Like, you know, I know he's connected to all of the bad stuff that's happening, but perhaps he Listen, gets Emily, a little shut eye. Not everybody goes to bed at 730 p.m. like you do, <laughs> you know? I have a routine. You got so you got so mad at me the other day. I like came to bed at like 1130. You're like, you need to be coming to sleep earlier. I'm like, it's 1130, Fox. <laughs> What's the big Listen. deal? Listen, yeah. I have a routine. It's it's really wonderful since uh, you know we've been locked inside for fifteen months. We're back. Um, we're we're coming back out though, man. Like we could go to we could go to bed. We're like, coming back uh, out. Yeah, twelve fifteen isn't even so but bad. You, you can't get mad for how comfortable a bed is, and I the understand. fact that you have Discovery it. Plus in front of you I at your it. fingertips. I get it. Like, I get it. I get it. All right, let's hop. Wind in. down with a little tea. Okay. The let's, cat at your side. Like, let's hop into this. What's because not to like? Now you're really rubbing it in for the Bowers because they have none of these creature comforts at this point in time. It's three a.m. to four a.m. is the episode that we are talking about, and when we begin, it is. Three on the dot and poor freaking Janet Poor Janet has just been lying on the road for you and me for a, over a year now. It feels very <laughs> drawn out for me. I'd like someone to come for, get her for over a year. You and I have just been waiting for someone to help poor Janet. And instead, someone drives by and beeps at her being like, you idiot, get out of the road. Like, oh. That's right. She's at her like she's in her right mind. She's in a good physical state to move out of the way, guy. It's yeah. not like she got hit by a car, her arm broken, shot up with heroin and kidnapped. Yeah. Uh God. Yeah. I so uh I read the room. You you watched this episode twice. You watched this one once without me, and then you watched it with me uh in preparation Indeed. for the podcast. Indeed. Uh, and I I heard you screaming with laughter uh, as soon as you fired up this episode. I was like, what's going yeah. on? And you go, someone's beeping at Janet. <laughs> uh, and I hadn't remembered that. And I was watching it uh, with you. And uh, yeah, this guy just like beeps at her. Like the episode begins with some guy just saying, what are you, an idiot? Yeah. Like who does that? She's like dead in the street yeah meanwhile um i mean em- she's not dead we don't she's, think but she's like, like she's dying not doing in the street well. she's looking bad meanwhile That's like yelling at a deer in the middle of the street being like what are you an idiot like a dead deer yeah. or like a, an injured animal like anybody anybody in the street who's bleeding out you're gonna human. call them yeah. an idiot yeah yeah some people are awful i guess is the point uh, <laughs> everyone apparently is in north hollywood which yeah. is not not the case in real life as parent uh, like as far as i'm concerned yeah. i've met really wonderful people in north hollywood don't like the portrayal of yeah. North Hollywood. People from North Hollywood should be mad about this. There's the 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 bag lady who we'll get to, who is just like sort of like uh, walking in the background of the shot. And I think that unfortunately, favorite character em- of the episode, Emily. I have to tell you, I don't think this character ever returns, which is a, which is a shame because I think Emily just found her favorite character on Twenty Four. We'll talk about her a little bit yeah. later. We'll um, get there. Kim, meanwhile, is really upset. She's like screaming at Dan and how Rick. could she not be? Like, we got her best friend was left. Janet, she's been on the side of the road for a year for Josh and Emily. Someone's <laughs> got to save her. Uh, meanwhile, it's only been a couple of minutes, but yeah, no, uh, rightfully traumatizing. Um, yes. All right, it's uh, it's three oh three thirty one in the morning when Jack comes to Nina and goes, Nina, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I'm really sorry about all of that. Yeah, uh, God, we, you know, the, the accusations. That was real. I, I was red hot. She's like, "You're such a jerk, Jack." Oh my God. Yeah, you're such She's a like, jerk. I'm so glad we stopped dating. And, and now that I'm dating Tony, and and uh, Tony, meanwhile, is like, "What? Really? You're glad? 
and meanwhile, Jack's like, all right, so here's what's up. This is why I was so red hot. Jack's like, so like, listen, so, a lot of things are like, happening. A lot of right shit's now. gone down. Remember Richard Walsh, our boss, who we love? Dead. He's dead. Remember dead. Scott Baylor? Dead. She's like, I don't. And she's like, yeah, dead. well, anyway, he did. He's also dead. dead. Uh, and they had thumbs up. Of, they had a proof. They had proof of a mole. They had proof of a mole. Uh, uh, there was a mole, uh, and we're trying to figure out who it is, uh, and that's why we, why I'm so freaked out because it was you on the computer, and we've obviously mm-hmm. busted it, but like this was bad. And Jamie's and she's trying like, to "Why it would out. you think this? Why couldn't yeah. you just like let me in on it?" And he's yeah. like, "Well, you don't know that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's it's really late. Uh, Kim's missing. Yeah, and so he was like, "Well, we gotta we gotta talk to we gotta talk to Jamie. We've got a uh, a circle of trust. We've got a circle of trust." And we're trying to, we're just trying to figure out what's going on there. And Nina like sort of has like this uh, shell shocked quality, which is like, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> she's like, oh my god, it's just, it's just a lot. Um, meanwhile, at three oh four fifty seven, David Palmer he comes home. Uh, he's back. Like the the Secret Service had found him. Uh, and like Carl, he calls Carl. Is like Carl. So what do you know about Keith? Carl's like, dude, it's literally been 20 minutes. <laughs> Carl's like, I'm just driving. Like, yeah. give me a second. I'm driving, man. I'm driving. Uh, I can't like, Google and drive at the same time. Yeah, I don't even know that I can Google on this phone. I it's can't 2001. Google this, at this time. You're uh, right. I should have been making some calls, but no one's freaking awake at 320 It's very early. Uh, and David's like, I want to know by 4 o'clock, all right? That's before the end of this episode. I want to know. Um, Sherry is very concerned. She's like, David, where have you been? What's going on? David's like, I'm just dealing with a thing. She's like, if I were Sherry, I would have gone to bed like I said I was going to. I don't understand this. Sherry's like, I'm very concerned, David. This is all very sketchy. And there's this threat against your life. And David Palmer's like, oh, <laughs> is that why everyone's so yeah, upset? I thought it was something serious. David Palmer is just like, nah, you know, it's another day. He's going to have well, a great line about his this windshield. Soon. He just watched his windshield get cracked open. Like, yes. you know, he's desensitized to a lot of this stuff. He's doing fine. Um, it's yeah. 309 uh, and 12 seconds as uh, uh, Tony Almeida comes to Jack. Hey, Jack, I got the passenger list. All right. Uh, and so like Jack says, he's like, the plane took off with an empty seat. Why would I do that? Huh? Uh, and Jack's like, I don't know. Planes take off with empty seats all the time, man. What's your big deal? Uh, <laughs> and Jamie. And I got in trouble for talking because. Yeah. Apparently, Tony Almeida whispers throughout this entire series, and Josh yelled at me because well, I you talked were talking too loud. over Tony whispering. I was like, I'm trying to take. You were like, here, he's, the quietest, quietest he's the quietest, quietest character, character on the Emily. show. I like, like I need sorry. to hear what he has to say. Also, I'm just trying to like savor every word. Uh, so Jack and <laughs> Jamie, savor every soul patch movement. Jack and Jamie and Nina, they're like talking, and like they look over at Tony at one point, and he's just kind of looking back at them, and he's got he's got what Emily? What does he have in his hands? This thing that made Emily go oh. ah. He's got his Cubs mug. Yes. The, which is what you used to have. Tony Almeida. Uh, it's a character note because Carlos Bernard, the actor who plays Tony Almeida, is uh, of Chicago uh, and mm. loves a Cubs mug that Tony Almeida has a Cubs mug as well. Uh, and uh, the only thing more iconically associated with Tony Almeida than the soul patch is the is Cubs, the Cubs mug. mug. Yeah. So you used to have a Cubs mug. Yeah, specifically because then- of Tony Almeida. And I never really understood that. I think you, I, I always thought it was something having to do with your relationship with Rob, like Rob no. sent it to you or something. No. But anyway, I guess Cubs- it has something to do with my relationship with Rob insofar as we both love Tony Almeida. <laughs> okay. But like the Cubs, uh, sort of like, I don't know, like 
sticker or whatever fell off of it, it a couple did. of years ago. It was a and I tried made to glue it. Well, yeah, it was really cheaply made, but it was exact replica of like what you see Tony drinking out of. So we had it in sort of a cabinet for a while. And then finally, probably in the last year or so before yeah, I put the two together, I was like, can I toss Should this? I get a new cup mug? Probably. The last thing we need in this world is another mug. I'm going to get it. Uh, listen, the last time I said I'm going to get a product on the show, I went ahead and got it. The Jack Bauer mask. So I think I'll probably go ahead and get a listening mug. back to that and hearing your muffled voice through it is like one of the funniest parts. Very of this. haunting and terrifying. <laughs> um, it's terrifying. We'll talk about the uh, the the mask again. I'm sure um, yeah. George Mason shows up. It's a lockdown. CTU's locked down. And I got to say, like, I'm glad that we took the year off from watching it, because I think if I had seen like George Mason walk in and go lockdown, I think I would have been like triggered. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, No. And like now, like yeah. I'm inoculated to it. Now I'm callous yeah. to it. Like, I've, you know, yeah. we've been through what we've been through and we'll go through whatever we have to go through ever again. Like, you know, like it's like now more ingrained, like culturally. But like back then, I think like just would have been way too raw. It's like it's a lockdown. Yeah, um, it's a lot. So Jack is like going to hit the road. He's like, I got to get out of here because they're clearly <laughs> coming for me. Uh, and yeah. so he hits the road, but uh, he has to like bypass this security guard who is like guarding. Who's like the super garage. sarcastic. Yeah, he goes, it's a <laughs> lockdown. And Jack's like, wait, you're serious? He's like, yeah, I am Jack, you dummy. Yeah, like what a jerk. And Jack's like, I just need to go and get into my car. And he goes, lockdown means lockdown. And Jack's like, all right, fine. Then you hold the keys. And he he drops the keys in front of the security guard. The security guard, like, his gaze goes down to the keys and instantly, like, boom, right in the solar plexus. Like, Jack Bauer just like, oosh, bosh, ka, boom, and just, like, <laughs> knocks this dude out. Um, one of my favorite recurring <laughs> things on 24, Emily, uh, they love, love, like, uh, a little bit of a CTU scuffle. Uh, like whenever there's like some shenanigans afoot at CTU and someone has to fight somebody in a CTU Here's hallway, mm, chef's kids. Here's what I'm thinking about. If I tried to do the exact same maneuver You'd to get past a cer- security guard, no, I could just see a security guard stepping forward and like pushing me back. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's so improbable that this guy would fall for the key trick. Yeah, but you're but not Jack Bauer, unfortunately. I know, I know. In many know. ways, you are. In um, some of these <laughs> finer finesse details, neither of us are Jack Bauer. You're um, right. All right. I would definitely cut someone's thumb off, though, to ID them later on. Now you will, now that you've thought about it a little bit more. I've had a year to think about it, and guys, I've come to the you've conclusion that I would cut a digit yeah. off yeah, if it served around. me. You've come yeah. around. Um, yeah. So everyone, watch out for your iPhones and your fingers. Everyone at CTU is getting admonished with like the lockdown procedures. And Nina is mad at Tony. She's like, you did this, right? It's like, yeah. She's like, why did you do it? He's like, because. It's like, yeah, you got to give me a little, a little bit sketchy. more than that. He's like, I can't. My dialogue is pretty thin at this point. Uh, and I'm just a shell of a person with a soul patch. Yeah. And she's like, but seriously, why? He's like, someone had to do it. Jack's out of control. Uh, so there's nothing <laughs> that Nina can do right now. Um, at three seventeen thirty five, Agent Aaron Pierce, my boy, uh, he's the he's the secret uh, secret mm-hmm. service guy, but yeah. who I had told you like he may not seem like much, but he's like one of your faves. I love this guy so much. <laughs> Agent Pierce is like a is like a hallmark classic twenty four character. Okay, uh, okay, and he's like he comes in, he's like, there's a serious threat against your life, Senator. Wow. Uh, I feel very weird that Bill Clinton just stepped into this role. <laughs> Bill, Clinton, Bill Clinton was a president that I once protected as a member of the Secret Service. <laughs> Agent Pierce reporting for duty. Uh, and Agent Pierce is like, I don't think you're taking this seriously enough. 
and David Palmer with with like the baller ass line of I take serious threats every morning with my yeah. orange juice. Yeah. My God, the the cojones on Do You know what was Palmer. crazy is we were drinking orange juice when we watched. This. I know. It was very crazy. It felt very it, apropos. It felt great. Um uh <laughs> so there's a threat from overseas. Uh, he says, serious people want you dead today. Uh, the threat's only against Palmer, uh, not the family, but they're going to increase security on the family. Pierce says, we need you to think about rescheduling uh, the events today. Like this breakfast that you have coming up in a few hours. And Senator Palmer's like, the breakfast is important. I, I love ser- breakfast. I Didn't did I just you, tell did, you orange juice? Did you not hear what I just said? Uh, it's the day of the California presidential primary. He's got to go to the breakfast, he says. Uh, so he's, he's holding strong. Meanwhile, Keith, his son, who is in trouble, uh, shows up and he's like, Hey, you want to watch TV? And David's like, why are you still awake? It is like, uh, almost four in the morning. Uh, and Keith Palmer says, if I'm not sleeping by three, I'm not sleeping. I'm like, eventually you have to though, right? Are you just not, you're not sleeping at all ever? I don't like that for him. I don't like I that. I feel for bad. Him. That's where I'm like, all right, now it's a little late. Like now it's a little late. Maybe now it's time to start thinking about going to sleep. Um, Around three twenty. <laughs> yeah. At three nineteen oh nine, Kim Bauer, yeah, evoking not Jack Bauer but Jack Shepard, as she says, we have to go back. Oh God. We have to go back. She wants to go back for Janet, and Rick's like, no, she's dead. And Kim's like, Rick, you suck, man. Like, sometimes you're cool, and then other times you're such a jerk. Rick, well, you just got to start thinking, well, you keep letting Dan talk for you. And Dan's like, actually, she raises a good point. We probably should go back. And Kim's like, I do you, keep talking Dan. for you. Freaking Dan, thank you. And Dan's like, no, 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 no you misunderstand me. Like, we got to go back and kill her. Because if she's yeah. alive, she could ideas. I got to be the dirtiest of dirt bags right now and really just like seal the deal. Uh, at 321.18, Terry Bauer and Alan York get pulled over by a cop because uh, they've been speeding because their kids are in trouble. And the cop is just like, yeah, but you're speeding. And Alan's like, yeah, but our daughters seemingly have been kidnapped. I don't care. Uh, and they just like get in, and then like Alan York gets out of the car. He's like, this is unbelievable. The police officer's like, you are severely under arrest immediately. Uh, and like, while all of this is going on, Kim and the Dan van drive right back, which is ridiculous. Uh, like they drive right by Alan and Terry and Emily Fox. This is the quote from Emily Fox watching this episode. She goes, this is unbelievable. Ships in the night. Yeah. Uh, is the (laughs) Emily Fox quote that's followed immediately uh, by you once again, admonishing Terry Bauer. This is this is what you said. I wrote it down yep. and like internalized. I remember what it. I said. She, yeah. She go. Emily said, "A mother's intuition would know." Terry. She then whispered, "Like <laughs> Terry." <laughs> you were so mad. Getting a yeah, real hate in the Terry like, Bauer. Who's driving around at this time of night? Someone with a glow stick around their <laughs> their license plate. I don't know. That seems suspicious to me. Um, Maybe they went to a party. Uh huh. It's possible. All right. At three twenty seven fifty two, I don't know how much I need to get into this. This is like George being like Nina. She's like what? Nina? <laughs> what? It's like you were sleeping with Jack, and so like he just George like, is like such uh, a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. Xander he has Berkeley like such a he has like Mason. such a he has such a Jack Bauer complex, and he feels really threatened and upset that he was tranquilized. 
And like, this is his way of retaliating and it's just toxic masculinity. And I am not here for yeah, it. George Mason's a turd for sure. And he's, he's like, such a turd. And he's like really laying into Nina of like, maybe Jack, uh, Jack, he always talks yeah. about the affair. And she's like, he definitely doesn't. And you're just being an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. You're just being a jerk. Cause you got tranked in the neck. Yeah. I, I think it was the knee to be fair. Uh, three, well, you got, you got, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, it doesn't matter. Three twenty nine twenty five. uh, Jack Bauer pulls up to one eight one six six San Fernando road uh which is the address that they pulled off of the key card uh jack mm-hmm. is gonna call terry he's trying to to get uh terry on the phone but she's dealing with alan york being like in uh big trouble with the law also like here's the other thing if you're terry how are you not like hi wife of ctu there was a call that's been put out for my daughter being kidnapped. Well, By the way, she... I called 911 and like you should be checking that even though this guy just like totally foiled. She the does, plan. right? Like she does say like Well, yeah. she says that, but yeah. she should also be like, "Hey, by the way, like let me forcefully explain to you all of these other reasons why you need to pay attention to us it's and not, not hold us up." She got she got the wrong guy. This she guy... just like st- No, yeah. but she's like standing around being like, "Oh, this is really troubling." Like, "No, you are a mother." Mothers <laughs> Go out and get their kids back. Okay, well, we'll they don't stand for anything. Well, they also other than like, I mean, they got a TV show to make. You know, they got to draw this out a little bit. As for <sighs> well, the CTU, they, didn't, they piece, didn't write her well. As, I'm mad about it. As for, <laughs> as for the CTU piece, uh, Jack goes into this building. He sees the guy lighting the cigarette. He gets into a shootout with this guy, and then a police officer shows up, uh, who's like Jack's partner for the rest of the episode. Which and I she, feel bad about. And she shows up, just like, show me your badge, because he says federal agent. Uh, and he passes the badge. She goes, CTU? What the hell is that? So if he had yeah. even if she had even said CT, the guy's like, that's made up. That's not real. Well, like, Terry could have been like, my husband's an FBI agent. We're, like, trying to track her down. Yeah, maybe. Like, we need help right now, and maybe. you're slowing us up. All right, they go, they keep, Whatever. uh, they keep pursuing the guy. Uh, Terry once again bungles the situation. She calls Jack at the exact wrong time. She returns the call, and the... And really, uh, we should also be like uh, saying, Jack Bauer, silence your phone, dude. Like, you do not. It's so rude. That is like such a boomer move. He has the phone on. Like, dude, turn that off. Chloe would never allow this. Well, no, like Jack Bauer in real time now probably didn't silence the button noises on his phone. Like he has an iPhone and, you know, he's just like, hold on. I got to get to this. Yeah. I'm playing with her friends against Chloe. Yeah, exactly. She always beats me very frustrating if there's one piece of advice i can you know bestow upon everybody no matter whether it's 2001 or 2021 please silence silence the noises at least if you're around emily do emily the courtesy because she really goes nuts with it um it's so annoying jack tells the officer turn off your radio and it's like dude the nerve uh like you're the yeah like how dare you she actually could use this for good you should have started by saying like i'm sorry about my phone could you please silence yours yeah like like, what a jerk (laughs) um uh, at three thirty eighteen, there's just still more of George is just grilling Nina. Uh, he shot so me with stupid. a trank gun. He's like, "Yeah, that's why you're upset. Yeah, that's uh, why you're embarrassed, yeah. you big buffoon." Yeah. All right. After that, uh, we go back to like this this chase where it's Jack and this uh, police officer who are trying to pursue this guy who's played by John name, Hawks. By the way, her name's Jessica, right? The police I officer. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, and so John Hawks is the actor who plays this guy that they're pursuing. Uh, great actor uh, of Deadwood fame, Saul Star on Deadwood. Oh, okay. uh, he's just been in a in a ton of stuff. He's on Lost. He plays Lennon in season six of Lost. 
not exactly a favorite character of mine, but I love the actor. So it was cool. I didn't, I'd, I'd completely forgotten that he was on the show. So that was fun to see. Oh, him. that's cool. Um, they uh, almost shoot a janitor. Poor guy. She's like, get down and definitely stay here. Cause if you don't, uh, obey my orders here, I'm going to get killed later in the episode. Um, yeah. I was like, this guy's going to be trouble later. And you were like, huh? At 3.36 in the morning, in 10 seconds, the Dan van shows back up to Janet, who is still just on the ground. Uh, no one else has helped. No one has helped. Uh, it's and, absurd. And Dan is like, oh, maybe she is dead, but we have to be sure. And Kim's like, no, no, don't do it. And this, Yeah, she's been taped by this point. She can't even speak. This part I have never forgotten, Emily, is that like the move <laughs> to kill Janet on Dan's part is he's going to take his handgun and like, Put his arm like outside the door of the car. And what's his plan? He's just like going to like slow drive up to Janet and just like pop her. Like, Shoot her. Like, is he just like, yeah. I got to do this real slow. Got to get real close, real quick. And well, I thought they were going to like slowly run her over. And I was like, poor choice here. Also, please don't do that. Yeah. And Either then it was like, going to be gnarly, but like I just like he was. What are you going to do? You're just like do like the slowest drive by ever. Yeah, like, like and and how does that not splatter onto your car? Yeah, like, like you big freaking idiot. Well, as Emily uh, said at this point in time, because the ambulance does show up, and we like mm-hmm. you just like exasper uh, exasperated. You just like rolled your eyes so hard. You're like these are the worst kidnappers of all time. They're so bad at it. Like just stop. <laughs> Um, at, just get Kim to where you need to and stop at 3.40 in the morning uh, Jamie is going to be called in for questioning by George Mason and Nina's like George Mason's a dick don't be intimidated by him we gotta, <laughs> we gotta stay loyal to Jack and she's like but wait uh, isn't George higher ranking than Jack she's like yeah but we're being loyal to Richard Walsh and you loved Richard Walsh and he's dead and Jamie's like you're right okay cool uh, good pep talk uh, we go back to Jack and the cop. They're just running around. All that you get is from Jessica the cop. She's like, this place is like a maze. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of like, North Hollywood mazes that we seem to be dealing with at this yeah. point in time. Yeah, less storage containers and dumpsters and tight-fitting corners. Yes. It's a lot. At 3.41.56 in the morning, uh, this is when David Palmer gets the name from Carl, who's called back, by the way, with you know almost 20 minutes to spare. Pretty good on yeah. deadlines, Carl. Mm-hmm. Uh, very mm-hmm. effective uh, fixer, this guy. I hope he went to sleep afterwards. Uh, he says George Ferragamo. That's mm-hmm. the name. George Ferragamo. This is uh, Keith's therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the claim from Maureen Kingsley, the reporter, who David Palmer will say, like, I really respect her as a reporter, so this is really tweaking me out. Um, that according to her, uh, George Ferragamo, the therapist, claims that Keith confessed to killing Lyle Gibson, that this man did not commit suicide, but Keith killed him. Uh, So what have we learned from this? Never tell your therapist the absolute truth. Never tell your therapist anything. No, just kidding. Uh, And so like maybe don't confess murder to them or how about don't murder uh, would be would be. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I think it's probably where we should Um, go with that. But also, isn't this like a client, you know, therapist privilege? Like you're not supposed to just like to sort of divulge that information. I'm not an expert. I wonder if there is a line you cross uh, where you're like, yeah, he just told me that they murdered someone. So yeah, I think maybe you get to. I feel like I've watched a lot of SVU episodes about this. And that is definitely, no, you're right then. That's the end all be all authority on the matter. So guys, uh, I got my law degree through Elliot Stabler. And uh, (laughs) it's fair. It's fair. Uh, Well, since this isn't the one that's on the clock, we could just like take a quick diversion and be like, how are you feeling about uh, Law and Order organized crime with Chris Maloney as Elliot oh, Stabler? We're not really going to go into it. Uh, but we should catch back up. We only watched the first episode. What a wild ride. 
Uh, Elliot Stabler. What a wild the, ride. Elliot Stabler, the maddest of lads. Um, so Picked th- right up where he left. Uh, so so Palmer's going to confide all of this to Sherry. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Alan York is finally released from this cop. Uh, Terry's story checks out. My favorite part is like the cop just be like, don't speak up to a cop next time. And then as Alan York is walking away, he just shakes his head and goes, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, that's a great way to be thrown back into cuffs in like 10 seconds. Yeah, but Alan might not be wrong here. Um, all yeah. right. So uh, the police do show up during this uh, during this chase. Uh, there's a police helicopter. They shoot at Jack. Jack has to like fly out of the way. Meanwhile, the poor janitor did come back out and like he caused a distraction for Officer Jessica, who gets held hostage. Um, and at 3.52 in the morning and 27 seconds, there's a standoff that does end in her death. Uh, the guy shoots her uh, after Jack drops his gun, but then lunges at the guy. Uh, so Jack gets kind of the timing wrong, and this poor woman is killed as a result. Not great. Sucks. It does suck. Um, at 3.52 in the morning, almost 3.53, 3.52.54. Terry and Alan miss the ambulance by just a second. They see it go away. But they do find Here someone. Here we go. They do Here find a witness, a woman. Here we go. Uh, the bag lady from earlier in the episode. And Terry will say to this woman, uh, do you know what just happened? And the woman's like, oh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't really speak to that. Uh, but our kids were down here. And she goes, you shouldn't let your kids down here. Uh, and she goes, this beautiful Boston transplant, this yes. bag lady from Boston, yeah. is clearly on the side of the road watching everything happen. They're like, "Oh my god, my 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 daughter!" And she goes, "Girl got hit by a car." Yeah, yeah. She goes, "Well, well, where did they take her? Where's the closest <laughs> hospital? St. Mark's is the closest." <laughs> like, what? In what world? This world. It's a beautiful world that yeah. Boston just very quickly dialed in. She has a better accent than 90% of the people that do Boston accents that are hired by Martin Scorsese. I don't understand it. What a gem. What a treasure. I hope she I hope she bagged a lot of op- opportunities for this. But St. Mark's is the closest. St. Mark's is the closest. Um, the your, kids shouldn't be coming down he- your kids shouldn't be coming down here. Yeah. I like- also, I lo- <laughs> like, how, did, how did the kid look? Didn't look good. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, she goes. Not good. How did how did she look? Didn't look good. Didn't uh, look good. Yeah. I was like, in what world? Like, I hope that's in her this real is like, this somewhere. This is Emily's world, right? You know, yeah. You know, Forty five minutes outside of Boston. Like, these are your people, and like, you were just howling. <laughs> you were dying. Well, I know, when I watched it alone, when yeah. I watched it alone the first time, I was like, excuse me. And then I was yeah. like, I can't wait to watch this with Josh. St. Max is the closest. St. Max is the closest. Girl was hit by a car. Uh, <laughs> she was hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Didn't look good. Uh, Didn't so, look good. So at least they've got a lead. They can go to St. Max. Your kids Mark's. shouldn't come down here. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't <laughs> let your kids down here. Uh, yeah. I'll miss the bag lady most of all. Um, uh, Dan and Rick are going to meet up with Ira. Uh, and so like this is like your first clue, right? In a while, at least. If not, this may be your first clue. I'm not sure. Uh, that Ira and like his whole deal seems to be linked to the Bauer stuff, right? Because right, right. he he's responsible for Dan and Rick kidnapping Janet and Kim. He's going to be really rude to Kim. Be good, and you'll be back at the mall in a day or two. Be bad, and you won't. Um, <laughs> uh, but Dan's going to say he's going to be like, "Where's the other girl?" And Dan's like, "Oh, Janet was a problem. We killed her." Uh, and, and he's like, "Body." 
and he's like, he's like, oh, he took care of it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to put a pin in that. And we're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, so uh, George is like going to talk to Jamie for a hot second. And then Jack Bauer's name pops up on a police scanner. So he's got a lead there. So he's going to leave it alone. Meanwhile, at 357.50, we're at the end of the episode, and Jack Bauer is going to be allowed a couple of minutes to talk to the perp who is going to be brought into the station. This guy just killed a cop, so he's in big trouble. I know. The cops are like, we don't feel like relinquishing control over this situation. We would like to beat the shit out of him uh, before he get a word in. Yeah, and like Jack's like, can I just talk to him for like a minute? Like I'm FBI, man. Yeah. Like this was a pretty in- intense chase. Yeah, and they're so, like, fine, fine. So they let him, and then the guy, the guy's like, let me out, and he's like, I can't. He's like, well, that's too bad, Jack Bauer. He's like, yeah. What do you? What did you say? You know my name? He goes, oh, I know more about you than that. If you ever want to see your daughter again, get me out of here. And immediately Jack Bauer goes up. What do you know about my daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who are, who are you working for? <laughs> uh, just like pops off and like the end of the episode is like some split screen bullshit and Jack Bauer hops in his car and just like goes off in high high pursuit of uh, the police uh, so it's like a big cliffhanger of like okay uh, this dude is uh, connected to the Palmer stuff connected to the mole stuff mm-hmm. and on top of that seems to know uh, that Jack's daughter is missing and this is escalating for Jack that like my daughter is not just like out on the town at night but is like legitimately probably been captured well- it's the perfect diversion if you want to, you know, attempt to hit on a on a presidential primary is like tie up the one guy who's excellent at tracking stuff down and finding information. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's that's what's going on. Why is this all connected? Why is this all associated? I think a big mystery has just uh, has just started here at the end of hour four, three to four a.m. in the books emily fox uh, wow i was gonna say normally this is where the podcast would end but normally the podcast would have ended 20 minutes ago we're really just taking <laughs> our time uh today i know what a luxury it's such a luxury we get to do this every few episodes it's gonna be great uh yeah. next week we'll be back on our 24 minute bullshit um before that let's finish uh going through some feedback because we did yes, let's we do did it. get a bunch of feedback items again josh at poshowrecaps.com oh i guess i should ask really quickly emily Letter grade. What would you grade this episode of 24? A plus. A plus. This is the best one. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. A plus is pretty good. All right. I give it for the bag lady. An A plus for episode four of 24. If somebody Chef's could go kiss. back and just like, I can't listen to them again. If somebody could go back and just collate all of the grades that Emily Fox has given episodes of 24 so far, I'd appreciate it. We'll keep tracking that as we go. An A plus for episode four. Can't get any better than that unless uh, Emily's got some cool new grades up her sleeve. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Did you ever get an A++ in school? Yeah, of course. I'm a very smart guy. See, um, you can keep going. All right. Uh, some questions. Um, this is from Ryan. Ryan asked, why would Kim call her mom and not the police? So this is back like when Kim uh, made Correct. the call. Uh, she called her mother and, and not the cops. She probably should have called CTU. Okay, I bet. Actually, I don't know. I she think Kim, like, but if you're Jack Bauer's daughter, you probably have like the CTU number memorized. You might not, though. You should. It's not like she has to call there very often. You should. 
Um, Why wouldn't she call her dad? She's closer with her dad and on better terms with her dad than she is with her mom. Probably correct. Uh, probably the move. Uh, and and she could also be like, is a she would, yeah. And she would probably be like, dad, I'm not at a party. I don't know where I am. And he'd be like, hold on. I'm tracing the call. Yeah. You know, he you know like he'd to- figure it out in like two seconds. Instead, she like calls her mom who she has a bad like relationship, relationship with. with. Yeah. Yeah, not great. Um, from yeah. Andrew, Andrew writes in to settle uh, a question of ours from uh, the other week. Emily, Andrew says, I can confirm that the heroin did not need to be injected into the broken arm to take effect. Any vein would have worked for this purpose. Source, yeah. I am a doctor. Uh, there so you thank go. you, Dr. Andrew. Andrew says, love the show. You and Emily are great. Can't wait to continue to follow along. Um, thank you. From, from Michael, Michael also is like, cause we were like, uh, why is Palmer like sucking the blood out of his hand? Is he a, is he a vampire, secret vampire? Michael goes, he's nursing his hand from catching the baseball bat. The message for the audience is that he's tough and wouldn't show pain or weakness until the guys left. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I like that. I still prefer my, um, my viewing of things, uh, where, uh, he is actually, um, a vampire, uh, and that the whole reason why this whole season of 24 is such a big deal and why David Palmer is such a big deal is that he is potentially going to be the first vampire president. Vampire King? Yes. Yeah, that makes that tracks, Vampire especially since I keep I keep thinking Ira was on Buffy like he just has like a Buffy face to him. Um, uh, Jank is uh, asking, why does Kim Bauer have this super deep V-neck shirt wearing a Boy Scout uh, featuring a Boy Scout camp in Virginia? Jank uh, says, I have no idea how Kim's shirt came to be. It looks like it was designed that way, not repurposed. And I'm not a fashion expert, but who knows? But I've never seen a Boy Scout shirt like that with the deep V exposed midriff. I have no idea how it came to be. The shirt displays the name Goshen, which is a scout reservation in Virginia. You can huh. see the Boy Scouts of America printed as well, and the Goshen logo is unmistakable. A G in a circle with a feather attached. Goshen consists of six camps surrounding a lake, three Boy Scout camps, two Cub Scout camps, and a high adventure camp. Um, so is Kim Bauer uh, a scout? Is she... Uh, is she Feels like a very alumnus? early... It feels like an early Hollister or Abercrombie nod. She's scouting for boys. Um, one of uh, the uh, the most scandalous things that ever happened to me in like my uh, uh, teenage years was uh, a girl came over uh, with a bunch of my friends, and uh, I I relinquished my old Cub Scouts shirt to her, uh, and. My excuse and me? my mother was very upset about it. Why? She's very upset about why did I do it or why was my mom upset? Wait, I, no, that's weird. Were you just like here, take my shirt? No, she was like going through like my stuff because uh, everyone was over and we're like going through like closets and stuff. She's like, this Cub Scout shirt's awesome, and she wore it. I was like, yeah, you can just have it. Uh, and then I told my mom that I gave it away, and she was like, that was precious. She didn't like it. She wasn't happy about it. I mean, it probably would not have given you much joy. It was. It probably. It, this was a different Emily. Uh, probably gave her oh! no doxing. No doxing. Uh, pro- I won't. Probably I won't. gave her a lot of joy, though. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy for her, and I hope that the Cub Scout shirt is still in the rotation. Would be. Great. I doubt it is. Oh, it's long gone by now. 
Um, yes, been gone for a long time. All right. So we have a, a technical expert uh, in the post show recaps patron program, the great Eric. Uh, Eric, with some expertise to bring to bear to uh, to 24 and all of like the CTU of it all, uh, things like that. Uh, this is from Eric, who has like some really productive feedback. Eric says, I think Emily was clo- was close when she said that the most unrealistic part of the first two episodes is how often the woman who blew up the plane was topless. Uh, from a technical point of view, only one thing really bothered me from these episodes, and I felt it was the most unrealistic part by far, and that's the scene where she exits the plane as she blows it up. <laughs> Eric says, uh, Eric knows a thing or two about demolitions. Eric says, she used a type of flex liner, a uh, linear shape charge to blow the door, and while shape charges are somewhat directional, there would still be significant blast overpressure yeah. inside the area where she's sitting. I think the yeah. best case scenario for her is that she would receive a serious concussion and would have some damaged eardrums. It's likely that she would not be conscious as she was sucked out the door. Um, Eric continues and says, exiting a passenger jet moving at full speed would be a very violent experience. Uh, and also as passenger planes tend to travel at an altitude where you would need supplemental oxygen. I've been videotaped playing patty cake without oxygen in a chamber pressurized to 25,000 feet, and I failed miserably in that very simple task. The person I was playing patty cake with froze up and had to be carried out the chamber. Oh, my God. Eric adds, finally, she knew the exact right time to exit the plane in order to be able to land at a specific prepared landing site in the desert. That's very unlikely. Uh, So Eric taking a naked shirtless Mandy to task. Uh, Eric also yeah, says, drag her, there's, drag her. There's no organization like CTU in the U.S. as the FBI has the lead on all terrorism cases. Uh, Eric also adds that operation centers or ops intel centers like the one depicted at CTU headquarters are almost entirely made up of decision makers and analysts. Jack is portrayed throughout the series as an elite operator. Shooters are members of elite tactical units like the FBI's CIRG aren't hanging out in ops centers unless they're sent in to be the liaison during a specific operation. And they're certainly not giving orders to analysts. So maybe Jack was taken out of the field at some point and confined to an office job, and he's getting by on stale skills and training. Regardless, (laughs) it's a full-time job maintaining the skills needed to conduct tactical takedowns of buildings, and there certainly isn't lockers full of guns and tranquilizer darts in most ops centers. Uh, So really just like taking apart the Jack Bauer myth. Do uh, it. I love it. I love gri- it. One tranquilizer dart at a time. But Eric does yeah. say about CTU, they do have the best ringtones ever, uh, <laughs> which I think is is totally true. Uh, a lot of just like the feedback is like, I'm just pumped to have the opportunity to go back and check out 24. Like this is from yeah. Je- Jesse Camacho, the great Jesse Camacho, who says, so psyched to have the opportunity to go back and watch 24. Definitely some problematic stuff on the rewatch, but the nostalgia for me is strong. Like I'm fully in the Jesse camp where it's like, but also like, man, this was my thing. Uh, and so like, yeah, like there's some shitty shit in here, but also at the same time, it's like, it's 24. And like, I was, I, I, I was like very activated by this show. And so like going back and watching it, especially through your lens, Emily has just been a delight. Uh, and it's getting been so fun and like getting to like click back into it this past week was like when you were like really starting to get back into it was very, 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 very super fun for me. Good. Good. Uh, so I'm pumped. All about having fun. All about and having watching fun. Uh, CTU operate in a very strange, dysfunctional way. All right. So next week we'll be back. We're going to be back in uh, the normal mode. Twenty four minutes. That's what we're aiming for. Uh, for the recap, uh, we will come back with another elongated, off the clock episode of Worst Day Ever around episode eight. 
So you've got between now and episode eight to get in your feedback. Josh at postshowrecaps.com or sign up for the Post Show Recaps patron program at patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. You can talk to us in the 24 channel. We also have a worst day ever channel. 24 channel, you can like really log your thoughts on 24 as you're watching it. Worst day ever, more about the podcast. But we are both highly available for your conversational purposes. Consider signing up. Support the podcast. We appreciate it so much if you are able to do so. Patreon.com slash show recaps. If you uh, if you like the Wiggler Fox dynamic, uh, another great reason to sign up is so that you can listen to Josh and Emily do Post Show Recaps Theater. It's a weekly patron-only podcast where Emily and I, plus rotating guests, talk about a different movie each and every week and it is utterly ridiculous and we would love <laughs> for you to swing by and join us absolutely um all right we'll be back next week emily anything else i think that's it all right fox great to be back in business fox is 24 or as deidre lipsickus recommended fox is fox is 24 Wow, double saying, box. Uh, from Deej. All right, we'll be back next week talking more 24. Until then, everybody take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.